Chapter Ten of the Ministry of Intercession by Andrew Murray. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Christopher Smith. The Spirit of Supplication. I will pour upon the house of David the spirit of grace and of supplication. Zechariah chapter twelve verse ten. The Spirit also helpeth our infirmity, for we know not how to pray as we ought but the spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered and he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to god romans chapter eight verses twenty six and twenty seven with all prayer and supplication praying at all seasons in the spirit and watching thereunto in all perseverance and supplication for all the saints Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 Praying in the Holy Spirit Jude verse 20 The Holy Spirit has been given to every child of God to be his life. He dwells in him not as a separate being in one part of his nature, but as his very life. He is the divine power or energy by which his life is maintained and strengthened all that a believer is called to be or to do the holy spirit can and will work in him if he does not know or yield to the holy guest the blessed spirit cannot work and his life is a sickly one full of failure and of sin as he yields and waits and obeys the leading of the spirit god works in him all that is pleasing in his sight this holy spirit is in the first place a spirit of prayer he was promised as a spirit of grace and supplication the grace for supplication he was sent forth into our hearts as the spirit of adoption whereby we cry abba father he enables us to say in true faith and growing apprehension of its meaning our father which art in heaven he maketh intercession for the saints according to god as we pray in the spirit our worship is as god seeks it to be in spirit and in truth prayer is just the breathing of the spirit in us power in prayer comes from the power of the spirit in us waited on and trusted in failure in prayer comes from feebleness of the spirit's work in us our prayer is the index of the measure of the spirit's work in us to pray aright the life of the spirit must be right in us for praying the effectual much availing prayer of the righteous man everything depends on being full of the spirit there are three very simple lessons that the believer who would enjoy the blessing of being taught to pray by the spirit of prayer must know the first is believe that the spirit dwells in you ephesians 1 13 deep in the inmost recesses of his being hidden and unfelt every child of god has the holy mighty spirit of god dwelling in him he knows it by faith the faith that accepting god's word realizes that of which he sees as yet no sign we receive the promise of the spirit by faith as long as we measure our power for praying aright and perseveringly by what we feel or think we can accomplish we shall be discouraged when we hear of how much we ought to pray but when we quietly believe that in the midst of all our conscious weakness 
the holy spirit as a spirit of supplication is dwelling within us for the very purpose of enabling us to pray in such manner and measure as god would have us our hearts will be filled with hope we shall be strengthened in the assurance which lies at the very root of a happy and fruitful christian life that god has made an abundant provision for our being what he wants us to be we shall begin to lose our sense of burden and fear and discouragement about our ever praying sufficiently because we see that the holy spirit himself will pray is praying in us the second lesson is beware above everything of grieving the holy spirit ephesians four thirty if you do how can he work in you the quiet trustful and blessed sense of that union with christ which makes your prayers well pleasing to the father beware of grieving him by sin by unbelief by selfishness by unfaithfulness to his voice in conscience do not think grieving him a necessity that cuts away the very sinews of your strength do not consider it impossible to obey the command grieve not the holy spirit he himself is the very power of god to make you obedient the sin that comes up in you against your will the tendency to sloth or pride or self-will or passion that rises in the flesh your will can in the power of the spirit at once reject and cast upon christ and his blood and your communion with god is immediately restored accept each day the holy spirit as your leader and life and strength you can count upon him to do in your heart all that ought to be done there he the unseen and unfelt one but known by faith gives there unseen and unfelt the love and the faith and the power of obedience you need because he reveals christ unseen within you as actually your life and strength grieve not the holy spirit by distrusting him because you do not feel his presence in you especially in the matter of prayer grieve him not do not expect when you trust christ to bring you into a new healthy prayer life that you will be able all at once to pray as easily and powerfully and joyfully as you fain would no it may not come at once but just bow quietly before god in your ignorance and weakness that is the best and truest prayer to put yourself before god just as you are and to count on the hidden spirit praying in you we know not what to pray as we ought ignorance difficulty struggle marks our prayer all along but the spirit helpeth our infirmities how the spirit himself deeper down than our thoughts or feelings maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered when you cannot find words when your words appear cold and feeble just believe the holy spirit is praying in me be quiet before god and give him time and opportunity in due season you will learn to pray beware of grieving the spirit of prayer by not honouring him in patient trustful surrender to his intercession in you the third lesson be filled with the spirit ephesians five eighteen i think that we have seen the meaning of the great truth it is only the healthy spiritual life that can pray aright the command comes to each of us be filled with the spirit that implies that while some rest content with the beginning with a small measure of the spirit's working 
it is god's will that we should be filled with the spirit that means from our side that our whole being ought to be entirely yielded up to the holy spirit to be possessed and controlled by him alone and from god's side that we may count upon and expect the holy spirit to take possession and fill us has not our failure in prayer evidently been owing to our not having accepted the spirit of prayer to be our life to our not having yielded wholly to him whom the father gave as the spirit of his son to work the life of his son in us let us to say the very least be willing to receive him to yield ourselves to god and trust him for it let us not again wilfully grieve the holy spirit by declining by neglecting by hesitating to seek to have him as fully as he is willing to give himself to us if we have at all seen that prayer is the great need of our work and of the church if we have at all desired or resolved to pray more let us turn to the very source of all power and blessing let us believe that the spirit of prayer even in his fullness is for us we all admit the place the father and the son have in our prayer it is to the father we pray and from whom we expect the answer it is in the merit and name and life of the son abiding in him and he in us that we trust to be heard but have we understood that in the holy trinity all the three persons have an equal place in prayer and that the faith in the holy spirit of intercession as praying in us is as indispensable as the faith in the father and the son how clearly we have this in the words through christ we have access by one spirit to the father as much as prayer must be to the father and through the son it must be by the spirit and the spirit can pray in no other way in us than as he lives in us it is only as we give ourselves to the spirit living and praying in us that the glory of the prayer hearing god and the ever blessed and most effectual mediation of the son can be known by us in their power let me once again refer my readers to william law and repeat what i have said before that no book has so helped me to an insight into the place and work of the holy spirit in the economy of redemption as his address to the clergy the way in which he opens up how god's one object was to dwell in man making him partaker of his goodness and glory by himself living and working in him gives one the key to what pentecost and the sending forth of the spirit of god's son into our hearts really means it is christ in god's name really regaining and retaking possession of the home he had created for himself it is god entering into the secret depths of our nature there to work to will and to do to work that which is pleasing in his sight in christ jesus it is as this truth enters into us and we see that there is and can be no good in us but what god works that we shall see light on the divine mystery of prayer and believe in the holy spirit as breathing within us desires which god will fulfil when we yield to them and believingly present them in the name of christ we shall then see that just as wonderful and prevailing as the intercession and prayer passing from the incarnate son to the father in heaven is our intercourse with god 
the spirit who is god breathing and praying in us amid all our feebleness his heaven-born divine petitions what a heavenly thing prayer becomes the latter part of the above-mentioned book consists of extracts from law's letters these have been published separately as a little shilling volume no one who will take the time quietly to read and master these so simple but deep teaching they contain without being wonderfully strengthened in the confidence which is needed if we are to pray much and boldly as we learn that the holy spirit is within us to reveal christ there to make us in living reality partakers of his death his life his merit his disposition so that he is formed within us we will begin to see how divinely right and sure it is that our intercessions in his name must be heard his own spirit maintains the living union with himself in whom we are brought nigh to god and gives us boldness of access what i have so feebly said in the chapter on the spirit of supplication will get new meaning and what is more the exercise of prayer a new attractiveness its solemn divine mystery will humble us its unspeakable privilege lift us up in faith and adoration our last lesson pray in the spirit for all saints ephesians six eighteen the spirit who is called the spirit of supplication is also and very specially the spirit of intercession it is said of him the spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered he maketh intercession for the saints it is the same word as is used of christ who also maketh intercession for us the thought is essentially that of mediation one pleading for another when the spirit of intercession takes full possession of us all selfishness as if we wanted him separate from his intercession for others and have him for ourselves alone is banished and we begin to avail ourselves of our wonderful privilege to plead for men we long to live the christ life of self-consuming sacrifice for others as our heart unceasingly yields itself to god to obtain his blessing for those around us intercession then becomes not an incident or an occasional part of our prayers but their one great object prayer for ourselves then takes its true place simply as a means for fitting us better for exercising our ministry of intercession more effectually may i be allowed to speak a very personal word to each of my readers i have humbly besought god to give me what i may give them divine light and help truly to forsake the life of failure in prayer and to enter even now and at once upon the life of intercession which the holy spirit can enable them to lead it can be done by a simple act of faith claiming the fullness of the spirit that is the full measure of the spirit which you are capable in god's sight of receiving and he is therefore willing to bestow will you not even now accept of this by faith let me remind you of what takes place at conversion most of us you probably too for a time sought peace in efforts and struggles to give up sin and please god but you did not find it thus the peace of god's pardon came by faith trusting god's word concerning christ and his salvation you had heard of christ as the gift of his love you knew that he was for you too 
you had felt the movings and drawings of his grace but never till in faith in god's word you accepted him as god's gift to you did you know the peace and joy that he can give believing in him and his saving love made all the difference and changed your relation from one who had ever grieved him to one who loved and served him and yet after a time you have a thousand times wondered you love and serve him so ill at the time of your conversion you knew little about the holy spirit later on you heard of his dwelling in you and his being the power of god in you for all the father intends you to be and yet his indwelling and inworking have been something vague and indefinite and hardly a source of joy or strength at conversion you did not yet know your need of him and still less what you might expect of him but your failures have taught it you and now you begin to see how you have been grieving him by not trusting and not following him by not allowing him to work in you all god's pleasure all this can be changed just as you after seeking christ and praying to him and trying without success to serve him found rest in accepting him by faith just so you may even now yield yourself to the full guidance of the holy spirit and claim and accept him to work in you what god would have will you not do it just accept him in faith as christ's gift to be the spirit of your whole life of your prayer life too and you can count upon him to take charge you can then begin however feeble you feel and unable to pray aright to bow before god in silence with the assurance that he will teach you to pray my dear brother as you consciously by faith accepted christ to pardon you can consciously now in the like faith accept of christ who gives the holy spirit to do his work in you christ redeemed us that we might receive the promise of the spirit by faith kneel down and simply believe that the lord christ who baptizes with the holy spirit does now in response to your faith begin in you the blessed life of a full experience of the power of the indwelling spirit depend most confidently upon him apart from all feeling or experience as the spirit of supplication and intercession to do his work renew that act of faith each morning each time you pray trust him against all appearances to work in you be sure he is working and he will give you to know what the joy of the holy spirit is as the power of your life i will pour out the spirit of supplication do you not begin to see that the mystery of prayer is the mystery of the divine indwelling god in heaven gives his spirit in our hearts to be there the divine power praying in us and drawing us upward to our god god is a spirit and nothing but a like life and spirit within us can hold communion with him it was for this man was created that god might dwell and work in him and be the life of his life it was this divine indwelling that sin lost it was this that christ came to exhibit in his life to win back for us in his death and then to impart to us by coming again from heaven in the spirit to live in his disciples it is this the indwelling of god through the spirit that alone can explain and enable us to appropriate the wonderful promises given to prayer 
god gives the spirit as a spirit of supplication too to maintain his divine life within us as a life out of which prayer ever rises upward without the holy spirit no man can call jesus lord or cry abba father no man can worship in spirit and truth or pray without ceasing the holy spirit is given the believer to be and do in him all that god wants him to be or do he is given him especially as the spirit of prayer and supplication is it not clear that everything in prayer depends upon our trusting the holy spirit to do his work in us yielding ourselves to his leading depending only and wholly on him we read stephen was a man full of faith and the holy spirit the two ever go together in exact proportion to each other as our faith sees and trusts the spirit in us to pray and waits on him he will do his work and it is the longing desire and the earnest supplication and the definite faith the father seeks do let us know him and in the faith of christ who unceasingly gives him cultivate the assured confidence we can learn to pray as the father would have us End of chapter ten